Hello and welcome to Mediumship Matters, your go-to spiritual development podcast. I'm your host Hannah McIntyre and I am so excited to have you here. Join me and other great guests as we explore what it means to be a medium, the work that we need to do and the questions that we need to ask for our own development and unfoldment. I'm so happy that you're here. Let's begin. Just to let you all know that my book, You Are a Medium, You Just Don't Know It Yet, is available to purchase on Amazon or via my website, www.hannamedium.co.uk. I am incredibly proud to be able to say that it is already an Amazon bestseller and I'm so grateful to all of you for your reviews, comments and feedback. Um, If you haven't already, please do check it out. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. And welcome to Mediumship Matters with me, Hannah McIntyre. And today is a very special podcast because already feeling quite early on in my podcasting journey, uh, the spirit world set me a challenge of doing a uh, live podcast. So this uh, this that you're hearing right now, if you're hearing on catch up, was actually done on a Facebook live across my pages. So welcome, everybody, and thank you for joining me. So how this is going to work uh, this evening is uh, pretty simple. I'm going to start off. I've got some bits that I want to talk about. And then there will be an opportunity for anybody who's got any questions about mediumship, spirituality, me, my journey. You can uh, hit me 
me up in the chat and I will get round as many of you as I can. So today is a really exciting day for me because not only am I doing a live podcast, something I've never done before, but I also got an email earlier telling me that I am number 20 in Ireland on their spirituality podcast chart. And I thought that was pretty amazing, actually. I was really excited by that. I have had 2,640 downloads of my podcast so far. So I'm really excited. And thank you all for all your lovely messages and emails and questions. You know, I didn't know if anyone was going to listen or if it was just going to be me wittering away in a room by myself. (laughs) I'm so glad that it has meant so much to so many people. Now, I wanted to talk a little bit at this time about uh, integration, because uh, I do believe that we are moving into this new phase of energy. Those of you um, who who know, know that we've moved into the age of Aquarius, and that is creating uh, a lot of change for humanity and the planet as a whole. It's really, really, we're in a big sort of melting pot of change and uh, growth. And, you know, it's really, really blooming hard. We all agreed, you know, all of us, (laughs) we agreed to come back uh, to be here for this time, for this experience. But it's not easy. And it is a really, really difficult time. And one of the wonderful things about the age of Aquarius as we move into this new energy is the rise of new ways of doing things. Uh, new ways of working, you know, the old ways of spirituality and mediumship are fantastic. But it is about moving us forward into a new way with a new playground for everybody to play in new adventures, new experiences. So if you are working with the spirit world right now, you know, part of your work at this time is discernment, is working out what resonates with you and what you want to do and where you want to be with your mediumship and your spiritual development and your journey and your connection. And the reason I keep saying your is because that's exactly where your focus needs to be on what resonates with you. So it may well be that it's some of the old ways and some of the old things, but you might want to put, you know, your own spin, your own way of doing things on them. And that's perfectly good, perfectly right, perfectly acceptable for this time. We should all be questioning. We should all be looking at, you know, as we start to move back out into the world again, we should all be looking at what's working with us and what isn't, what resonates with us and what doesn't. And one of the things that has been playing around with me for quite some time now, but particularly at this moment, is integration. So I think, you know, we go on this spiritual journey to learn, to grow, to to have those experiences. And as those of you that have listened to the podcast will know, you know, not all of those experiences are comfortable and pleasant. You know, a lot of those experiences, a lot of that growth comes in pain, comes in discomfort. I'm sure you can all recognize that your biggest growing moments haven't been in the times when it's been easy, but have been the strength you found in the times when it was hard. And, you know, I wanted to talk to you today to start off before before I open for questions um, about, you know, 
what our responsibilities are as a spiritual person, as somebody, you know, working with the spirit world. Because what I see happening an awful lot at the moment is this, you know, opening up to the energy, sitting with spirit for an incredibly short amount of time, and then setting yourself up as an advisor to other people. And I think that, um, there has to be a balance. Now, it's always interesting to me, and I've done a couple of readings this week for people who actually were being pushed by the spirit world to be told that it's time to set up, to, to go, to put their head above the parapet, to do the work. But you know what always occurs to me is the people that are the most ready, the people that have integrated the lessons and learnt the most and really done the internal work always hold themselves back. They always think they're not ready. I know um, when I had my cooking business and um, I, you know, I went for an orograph with a lady called Monica. She's amazing. And she just said to me, you've got a room you're thinking of using for spirit. And I went, oh, well, yeah, it's full of freezers at the moment. I don't know. And she went, they'd like you to get on with that, please. And in that moment, I knew that it was time to step up and that I'd been holding myself back. And at the moment, there seems to be, I think, because lots of people are at home and, and spirituality and mediumship is becoming more uh, accessible, more on vogue, more on trend. I don't know, whatever you want to call it, which is fan fantastic. I'm so glad. The more, the merrier. But if you're going to set yourself up as a reader, as a teacher, as somebody who is putting yourself out in the public forum, you have to have done a certain level of inner work to be able to do that the right way. And uh, so my guides always talk to me about it like this. Um, you know the joke, I don't know if you've heard the joke about vegans, and it says, uh, how do you know if somebody's a vegan? <laughs> Don't worry, they'll tell you. That always makes me laugh. Um, now, I love vegans. I think they're blooming amazing. I've got friends who are vegans. You know, what a commitment. I doff my cap to you, but it does make me laugh because they do tell you. <laughs> they have to, but they do. And, it, you know, I think if you're committing that much of your time and your energy to something, you, you will talk about it. I talk about mediumship all the time. But my guides told me a joke once, and it was, how do you know that somebody's just at the beginning of their spiritual journey and not integrating any of the lessons? And the punchline is they'll share 20 quotes from Buddha and tell you how to fix your life without doing anything on their own. And there does seem to be a rising of people doing that, a rising of unwarranted and unasked for advice, um, a rising of people putting themselves on the pedestal to validate themselves. And, you know, the irony being, of course, that if you're working in the light and you're working with spirit, you don't require other people's validation. You've got it for yourself. And so um, what's happening is these people are setting themselves up as expert and there's a lot of reflecting out, you know, what are you doing? You should be healing. I mean, my favorite one that drives me around the bend is, um, you know, let it go. I choose to only have positive thoughts from this moment on. Oh, if it was that easy, we'd all be doing it, wouldn't we? <laughs> you know, it's not that easy. It takes time and you have to 
to absorb the lessons and the learnings from these experiences. You can't just release them and let them go and float off on a cloud all happy, happy, jolly. So, you know, it's one of the things I wanted to start by talking about today, and it might be a little controversial. And if that's pressing your buttons, put a comment on. Let's have a dialogue. This is unusual for the podcast in the sense that people can speak to me and say, you're talking a load of old rubbish, McIntyre. <laughs> Please do. But, you know, it is a really interesting time. It's a time of truth. The age of Aquarius is about moving into the truth, the light of truth. And, you know, there's a lot of people working out there who aren't in the light of truth. And so, you know, we're all being called to sit with our internal compass and really work out what resonates with us and what we want in our energy, what we want in our attention. So I wanted to start by talking about that. Now, I'm hoping that some of you are going to hit me with some questions at some point. I can see lots of lovely people saying hello, and it's really, really exciting to have you all here. But please do, what do you want to know about, you know, what are your burning questions about mediumship, spirituality, me, uh, anything, anything, please do let uh, let me know. So I'm just having a quick look through. Paula Charters Inglis, we have to be more kind and respectful. We really, really do. We really, really do. It's a very, very difficult time um, to be a human. And one of the things, I mean, those of you will have seen my post about uh, Meghan and Harry, you know, one of the things that really shocked me was people who were saying last year, be kind, be kind, everyone's fighting a battle you know nothing about, was this year saying really horrible and really judgmental things about Meghan and Harry. And, you know, whether you agree with them or not is irrelevant. Everybody should be treated with kindness and love as much as you are able. Equally, on the days where you are unable to treat someone with kindness and love, that's okay too, because you're having a human experience. You're here to be a human. Uh, Lindsay Ross, absolutely, always growth and lessons from bad experiences at, all the time, always the way, always. So let's just have a look and see. Okay, now because I don't know what's happened to the StreamYard, but I'm getting certain people commenting as just Facebook user, so apologies. Um, but what I've got here, let's see. Still coming up as Facebook user for me. How did you feel when you first started going out reading? Nervous. Uh, not good enough. <laughs> desperately, desperately afraid. Um, I, again, I'd been holding myself back. I can remember um, in, in a very sort of Hannah style, uh, I was waiting for the spirit world to give me some sort of rubber stamp, some sort of endorsement to tell me that I was ready. And I'd been sitting in my development group for ages. And um, I just kept thinking, one day the teacher will tell me when I've reached the standard I need to be at. And it never came. And after a couple of years of me going and waiting, I... Uh, I finally got the nerve up to ask her and I said, you know, when do, when do you think I'll be ready to read for other people? Because I, you know, it was so important to me because, you know, I know people whose lives have been completely pushed out of the, the correct path by a bad reading. I understand the responsibility of sharing those messages. And, and she said to me, the teacher said to me, well, I thought you'd been doing it for a couple of years. Have you not? <laughs> 
<laughs> so all that time I'd been waiting for her to tell me I was good enough. And all that time she thought I was doing it. So um, I felt very nervous. I, I felt the responsibility of it. Um, one of the things I think that really takes you by surprise when you start reading for other people is you'll have been in some sort of group, in some sort of practice session, and you'll have been reading with other people. And you think you're kind of like a dab hand at it. And then you go out into the world to do it and you get exhausted. Um, I don't like the connection is stronger. I think it's because you're fulfilling a need. Someone's come to you with a need that they need fulfilling. So you are very, very, um, you feel the weight of it, you know. So I started off doing cards. I started off doing Reiki, actually. I started off doing Reiki treatments. And then I started doing some cards with the Reiki treatments. And then that evolved into my own sort of style of healing and cards and everything like that. And then I progressed to doing loved ones and spirit readings. And from an energy point of view, it's really interesting. And Crystal and I have been talking about this this week. We find that loved ones and spirit readings use up far more of your metaphysical battery, if you like, then doing card readings, then doing healing work. Um, there's something in that blending with a loved one in the spirit world and working in that evidential way that does really take its toll on you. Also, I think, you know, the emotions, loved one in spirit readings are more emotional. They are more up and down. You do um, feel that person's loss and their sadness. And even though you're connecting them in love, you're not bringing that person back. So it's always a different energy to sit in. So, yeah, I mean, mainly I'd like to say <laughs> mainly nervous and um, obviously excited. And, you know, I still till this day can't really believe when people book with me. I'm still surprised by it pleasantly, but still surprised and um, humbled by the fact that people would book with me for something that is so important and so life changing and so precious. Okay, Patricia McKay, how did I get started? Well, um, I started by um, going to a spiritual development circle. So a circle is a group of people who get together with the purpose of connecting to the spirit world. And, you know, one of the interesting things about sitting in a circle is the way that my guides have shown it to me is if you imagine everybody as an individual battery, when you connect in a circle, whether it's online or in person, your energies are connected. And so that battery is becomes more than the sum of its parts. Just like if you were to strap six AA batteries together, it would be more than the power of six AA batteries. It's like that. It magnifies it. So at the beginning, you, you sit in a circle because it gives you a stronger connection, a higher frequency, more energy to work with. And then you um, start to open up to the spirit world. And you know what? You always think it won't have that bigger impact on your life or you won't end up to be one of those nutters that walks around nodding your head, talking to the spirit world. And slowly but surely it comes. And slowly but surely you find yourself nodding in Tesco when you're filling up your shopping basket because you're having a conversation with somebody. But yeah, I recommend finding um, either an online group or a local group to you when we can meet in person again. And, you know, there is an element of bravery. Now, I have an online um, spiritual development course, which uh, Easter weekend is going to be on special offer for anyone who's interested. And um, 
that's really good as a foundation, as foundational knowledge to start you off. But ultimately, when you want to really start doing the work and practicing, you have to work with other people because that's the only way you're ever going to really know if it's you or if it's spirit um, is in that kind of doing a reading for someone you've never met and going, and I'm seeing a house move and them saying, I am moving house. Oh, my goodness. How did you know that? Et cetera, et cetera. So, uh, yeah, starting off, um, I started in a in a development circle that was, I'd like to say local, but it was actually nearly an hour's drive from my house. And I went every single week without fail, except when I was on holiday. I never missed one. In fact, my teacher, because <laughs> uh, I'm a good girl, gave me um, a, a present for being such a committed student. But there was never any, never any thought for me. I wanted to be there and... Uh, I wanted to step up for the spirit world and make that commitment to them. And I did. Okay, let's have a little look. Lindsay Ross, how do you know the difference between guidance and ego? Well, wouldn't it be lovely? Um, <laughs> uh, I think generally speaking, uh, stuff from the spirit world and guidance from the spirit world is always positive it's always it always comes from unconditional love uh generally speaking my ego comes up with uh uh you're not good enough to do this who do you think you are you're talking a load of rubbish you can't you can't do this that you know you haven't given that person what they wanted that's all ego um and the spirit world are much more chilled out and loving and in fact you know all the times where I've had a really, you know, done a really human, horrible thing, uh, my spirit guides have always laughed and been joyous and don't worry about it with me. So for me, guidance, it's not, you know, ridiculous language. Thou wist a light worker, move into the light, young one. It's they talk to me in my language, in my voice, in my mind. Um, but it's definitely more positive and it's definitely more, it believes in me more than I believe in me. And that's how I know the difference. When you are reading for other people, um, I think, you know, we have to accept that we are human beings and that sometimes we might give an opinion, which is us. The spirit world don't give opinion, they give options, they give guidance, they give uh, potentials and possibilities, they don't give opinions. Um, but that's par for the course, if that makes sense. So you just have to try really, really hard. And this is why I was talking about integrating at the beginning, because it is about integrating your own lessons and your own stuff. You know, we all, me included, when we start working with the spirit world, we think it's going to be about connecting to an external force. And actually, when we uh, get used to working with the spirit world, we realize that the journey is all within. It's all going in. OK, let's have a little look. Natalie Baldwin, you are so right. Even people who work with spirit and are supposed to spread love and light can be bullies and spread hate. Sadly, that's true, Natalie. Um, but I'm still hopeful I'm hopeful for the human race. I'm hopeful in this age of Aquarius that, you know, the spirit world know. You know, and 
sometimes people share things that are correct to them in this moment, which end up being incorrect in the future. You know, and I've been guilty of that. There were things that I was taught by my original teachers that I thought were fact. I thought they were absolutely true. And it was only as I started going on my journey and questioning them that I realized that they didn't resonate me those, with me. Those lessons didn't resonate with me. But, you know, of course, in that way that we do, I'd shared those lessons with other people. So um, I think, you know, there's a mix of people who who are in it for greed and ego and unethical mediums. I've done a podcast on. But there's also people that are misled, who think they're working for the spirit world, but they're actually not. And, you know, they deserve love and kindness, too. So, yeah, it's a tough it's a tough one. OK, Bruce. Hello, Bruce. How am I finding working online compared to working normally with sitting? So this is really interesting um, because when the um, virus hit, now we'd been told that something was coming. We'd been told that um, it was going to change the world and it was going to bring in a new wave of energy, but we'd have to ride the storm. And at the beginning, a lot of what spirit showed me was very much like Noah's Ark and has maintained as Noah's Ark, which is, you know, it is like we're going through a flood, but that flood is not water, it's negativity and fear. And we all have our own ships that we can choose to get on and rise above it and ride that wave. But every now and again, without meaning to, I think we all find ourselves in that ocean of negativity and fear, waiting for someone on the boat to chuck us over a life boy so we can get back on. Um, but that's that's how it started. And so um, I thought my business was done. I really, really did. Um, and I thought, OK, well, that's OK. I'm tired. <laughs> I'll have a bit of a rest. Um a reset. Um, you know, I think I made all sorts of promises to my husband about being a good wife. Um, and it went just crazy. So I'm sure I've mentioned this on the podcast, but in May 2020, I had 888 followers. I know because I took a screenshot because it was an angel number. And I've just just gone over 23,000 less than a year later. And uh, I had no idea that that was going to happen. I knew something was happening and I'd gone for readings with other people, as you do, uh, because I couldn't quite see what was happening. And everyone kept saying, I'm getting missed. I'm getting fog. I don't know what's happening. And I think it was because if I'd known what was going to happen, I wouldn't have coped. I'd have got in the way. <laughs> so they hid it. They hid it from readers. The spirit world hid it so that I wouldn't get overwhelmed and run away. Um, so I actually prefer working online to get back to your actual question, Bruce. I think it's it's more efficient. It's easier. It's easier for me to get a blend with spirit without having somebody in the space with all of their energy and all of their need and all of their stuff. So at the beginning, I thought it was going to be disastrous. I'd done a horrendous online reading for somebody once. Um, their friend had booked them a reading as a gift and they weren't invested in it at all. And they even, while I was reading for them, went off and did the washing up and told me to carry on. And I was just on the laptop to a blank screen and I could hear them in the background going, yeah, I'm listening, whatever. And after that reading, I swore that I would never work online again because it was horrendous. 
And lo and behold, now my entire business is based online. And I've got these wonderful women working with me who also work online. And I actually find it cleaner and clearer. I find that um, there's less uh, personal chat, more insight. Um, and I also find that the connection to the spirit world, because there's nobody else in the space is actually easier. So a lot of people ask how that works. So when I work, I work with spirit guides or I work with loved ones in spirit. The spirit guides, the loved ones in spirit are here and I'm relaying the information through the screen to the sitter, if that makes sense. So I'm actually, I'm not sure if I'm gonna go back to in-person, Bruce. I'm definitely gonna go back to in-person groups and teaching and I'm definitely gonna go back to in-person demonstrating. Um, but I'm not entirely sure if I'm going to go back to doing in-person readings yet. I'm waiting to see um, because I so much prefer doing it online. So there we go. Right. Let's have a good. OK, Aaron, do the spirit, spirit world ever tell people they're supposed to be mediums? As I had that done to me and I've seen it done to a lot of people. If the future isn't planned, then I guess it really isn't spirit. <sighs> Do you know what, Aaron, this is really funny because when I was deciding what to open with and I knew that I couldn't have dead air on my podcast, so I'd have to start with something while I waited for all of you lot to join me. Um, I was going to start talking about this and then I decided to go with integration and the spirit world obviously wanted me to talk about this anyway. So my personal belief is that everybody has the capacity to connect to the spirit world in some way. Now, this is where it gets slightly confusing because I don't believe that everybody makes good makes a good medium because um, there's elements to being a medium. You know, you have to be personable. You have to be able to talk to people. You have to be uh, strong with your boundaries. You have to be confident. I mean, I've seen lots of mediums who give amazing evidence, much more specific and better evidence than I give. But they've got no stage presence and they're boring to watch. And so even though everything they're saying is right, you're not that interested in it because they're not an interesting person. So there's all of that tied up in mediums, if that makes sense. But actually connection to the spirit world, I do believe is available to everybody. And um, you may have seen on one of my lives recently, I really upset somebody. <laughs> <laughs> because they had commented and said, I've been told by another medium that um, I'm supposed to be a medium. And then I said, well, you know, I believe that everybody can be a medium. And then I had one of my little rants and, and then they didn't reply to anything else and didn't acknowledge their readings. So I think they might have left. But from a from a cynical point of view, it's an easy thing to say to somebody that gets a really good result in a reading. If I get somebody in and I say to them, I'm special, I'm gifted, I'm a medium. And guess what? You can join my special mediumship club, if you like, because you're special, you're gifted. It's an easy way of getting uh, somebody to be like, oh, wow, like they've been bestowed with a little minor energetic lottery win. So I do believe that sometimes people need a kick up the bum to get them to do something. I do believe, you know, I needed it. I need, there was times, you know, like that, 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 
the orograph when I needed Monica to say to me, they want you to get on with it because I was holding myself back. But generally speaking, I don't like it as a piece of evidence in a reading. That said, again, sometimes people just want to know because we get in our own ways. So I don't think it is necessarily really spirit in the sense that it's available to everybody. And so therefore, if you sell it as something special, you're not really working with spirit because the spirit world is there for everyone who wants it. Um, but it's um, sometimes people do need a push to let them know that it's available to them. So there's a funny line in there and I'll let you try and work out where that line is because <laughs> I can't directly tell you. But it's all of those things, if that makes sense. And one of the things that I want to say is there's a lot of chatter around that, you know, to work with the spirit world, you have to be special, which I think is hooey. Um, but it is bloody hard work. And you do have to commit and you do have to step up and you will have your buttons pushed and they will expect you to put dedicated time and effort into it. And they won't necessarily make it easy. When uh, when we could meet in person, I did an in-person uh, beginners group and I opened it by saying the spirit world will not make it easy for you to be here. Half of you will not finish this course because I think people need to understand it is a calling it is the spirit world do want to work with you, but they're going to make sure that you're ready to work with them too. And so, you know, so often people message me and go, oh, you know, I got caught up here and I didn't get dinner ready in time. I'm not going to make it tonight. I wish the spirit world would help me. Well, they're not going to help you. If you want to be here, you get dinner ready on time. You prioritize it. You commit it to it. You don't fanny around doing this that and the other and I'll just get that finished and I'll just get that done and now I've run out of time that's not the spirit world's fault that's yours so um you know you do have to commit to it you do have to really want it because it does push push your buttons it does make you doubt yourself you know there's nothing quite like mediumship I don't think to make you look at all the bits of yourself that you try and turn away from and avoid so that you can learn and grow and that is inescapable. So um, I hope that really lengthy answer helps. Okay, Ashley, does it hurt if people call you a fake because they do not believe in the spirit world? Yes. Um, oh, do you know, Ashley, it's, this is one of my big triggers. Uh, one of the, you know, I was just talking to Aaron about the bits of ourselves that working with spirit will press. Well, my one is people pleasing. And unfortunately for me, somewhere along the line, it has become part of my personality that I believe I should be liked by everybody, which is impossible. And so it's very, very painful. Um, now, I when I first started getting this bigger reach that was completely unexpected to me, um, the trolls, I tried to talk to them. I tried to uh, reason with them. I tried to be love and light. And all I did was got very, very hurt uh, by people. I mean, I have had stuff said to me in the last year, like I'm too fat to be a medium. I'm too ugly to be in the public eye, um, let alone all the other stuff about me being a scum scummy scammer and horrible stuff like that. 
Um, and then what happened was the spirit world showed me why so many people were angry. And so um, in my Unethical Mediums podcast, I do cover this, but I'm going to talk about it quickly now. I had some really big lessons from the spirit world. Um, and, you know, some of you who are watching this will probably have been involved in that, where they showed me what some of the bigger mediums, the bigger names are doing. Uh, things like the spirit world are attracted to shares. If you share this post, your loved ones can draw nearer. That's bollocks. Um, the the other one is the, the text messaging, the message. I've got a man in spirit here. Is it your dad? Is it your granddad? Call my trusted team of psychics now to find out. Stuff like that. And the trouble with all of that is that's not how spirit works. And, you know, if you've got, say, for example, you're, you know, you're somebody and your brother dies. You're and you're a lady and your brother dies and your mum is devastated, absolutely devastated. And then she gets that message. There's a man in spirit here. And she thinks it's your brother and she rings that premium rate hotline and the medium on the phone doesn't get the brother through because the medium isn't connecting to the spirit world at all. And your mum tries again and she tries again and she rings up a massive bill and then um, is all really devastated that your brother was there, but she missed him because she wasn't quick enough or she didn't ring the right number or she went to the toilet or she did this or she did that. That's incredibly damaging. So although um, I am hurt, I do get hurt by people saying I'm fake. I also I, I also try to understand uh, that everybody has their own journey. Um, you know, you, you, you can lead a horse to water, you can't make it drink. Everybody has their own choice, but also, there is a lot of crap out there and it's damaging and it's damaging mediumship for, for lots of people. And some of these complete shysters have got 500,000 followers and are in spiritual magazines being propagated as, as the light. And, you know, there's, there's nothing we can do about that. And so, you know, it is a really difficult thing, but I try, I'm not very good at it, but I try not to take it personally. Um, I find some people just really, really rude, um, unnecessarily so. I mean, I don't go onto other people's religious belief pages and tell them that I don't swear at them and stuff, but that's, you know, that's the internet, sadly, and that's the world we live in. And I just have to try not to let it pull me off my arc and into those tides of negativity. I always think, you know, people who are really genuinely happy and at peace with themselves and their lives will not be found trolling on the internet. Okay, let's have a look. Elaine McCaw. Hi, Hannah. How did you first realise that you had your gift? <sighs> I didn't, you know. <laughs> I would love to buy into that uh, absolute crapola that you see everywhere where mediums say I was first aware of the spirit world as a child um I wasn't I can see in retrospect that they were with me don't get me wrong I'm not saying that those mediums are lying but um no I my friend got my grandfather through for me unexpectedly whilst we were at work it was nuts um and then I joined a circle because I wanted to see other people connect to spirit, not because I thought I could. 
not because I ever thought that I would be a medium, not because I ever thought I'd be teaching other people to be mediums, purely because I thought it was super, super cool, Elaine. Couldn't wait, couldn't wait to go and see the craziness. I had this little taste of, it was like the walls falling down and realising that the whole world is completely different. I had a complete moment like that, but it still wasn't about me. It was just about the existence of the spirit world. And then that led me down here. And I have no doubt that spirit knew ultimately it was going to get me down here. There's loads of things in my childhood. Um, like, for example, I used to do the Wednesday assembly at my school when I was at middle school. And I used to stand up in front of everybody and play Michael. Hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Jackson heal the world and try and preach at the wall essentially um, about being a better person and a nicer human like I didn't think I was working with spirit then but clearly I was clearly that was my initiation for everything to follow um, but at the time you know people just thought I was annoying <laughs> so I didn't really realize I had a gift and for a long time we were working with spirit guides and I couldn't feel anything and um, I remember sitting in this group with all these people going, and my guide came forward and they were flowing hair and they were wearing a green dress. And it would get to me and I'd go, nothing, sorry, nothing again. And um, it took me a long time to realize that actually the spirit world were there. But a lot of what everybody else was doing was not imagination, but just bigger there's always that thing with mediumship and spirituality, like when people say they hear spirit and I'd always be the annoying one going, well, you heard it, you heard it. Well, like a different voice outside of your head. You heard it, you heard someone speak. Where did it come from? What side? And then they'd go, oh no, no, I, I heard it in my, in my head. And I'd go, did they have an accent? And they'd go, oh no, I, I heard them in my own voice. You know, I see spirit, I saw them. What you actually saw a spirit walk in. Well, no, no, I didn't actually see it with my physical eyes. Um, you know, and some people do see things with their physical eyes. I'm not saying that doesn't happen, but I'm just saying that, you know, so often with the language that's used by people who work with spirit, like see and hear, imply it's very physical, but actually they're in an energetic world. So it's very, very different to that for the most part. I have heard spirit as a separate entity. I have seen spirit with my physical eyes, but that took a lot of practice and a lot of hard work. Okay. Kathy Pryor, how do you know when the spirits want to connect with you? Um, I think they always want to connect with us, Kathy. 
I think that's been one of the most mind-blowing things about it. You know, for a long, long time, I thought that we were calling the spirit world in, that they were off somewhere up there where heaven is, yeah? They were off up there beyond the clouds and um, we would call them in and they would come down and they would come and be with us. And my understanding of that has completely changed. And I just think they're here. I do believe that there is a separate heaven, a separate like place that they go. But, you know, think about it from your own perspective. If you were to move into spirit, God forbid, tomorrow and your loved ones were still here, you know where you'd be with them. And that is honestly how I believe it is. They are just around. They are just here. We can't feel them because that would be nuts. <laughs> We're not ascended enough for that. Maybe if the human race continues to move into the light, starts to move into the light. But at the moment, you know, they're just here. They're just around all the time with us. Um, and so there's always somebody that wants to connect with you. There's always somebody that wants to pop in. And I've had a couple of occasions where I've really physically felt the presence of the spirit world. Um, and that has been when I haven't been seeking it and when they've wanted to give a message to somebody else. But generally speaking, when it's um, me doing a reading for somebody or connecting, it's very, very subtle. You could hardly feel it. So I hope that answers that. Okay, this is good. I'm loving this. This is so much fun. Okay, Lynn, can you bring anything unwanted into your house by connecting with spirit and guides? No, I don't believe um, in anything bad. That's going to press a few buttons, uh, but I don't. Um, I don't believe in haunted dolls. I don't believe that uh, in demonic entities. I don't believe in uh, ghosts getting stuck here. I don't believe in negativity. And I've done a whole podcast about it, so I won't go into massive detail because you can listen to that. But what I will say is this. I was a trained entity release house clearance practitioner. I'm qualified. I'm certificated in it, guys. But... It all boiled down to if we are calling in angels to clear a space, to get rid of an energy, why do the angels need me? If they're that intelligent and that knowing and in the light, what do, what what's special about me that I need to go into that house and ask them to come in and do it? Um, and that started a two-year quest for me. Um, but I don't believe that anything in the spirit world is negative. Now, I believe humans are negative. I believe that fear, I'm like, you know, I believe in energy. So I believe that you can feel like you have an, a malevolent presence in your house if you believe you have a malevolent presence in your house. But I don't believe that they really are they're not from the spirit world. It'll be, you know, your energy and then you start worrying about it and then you feel like someone's watching you and when they're watching you, you get worried about it and then it gets bigger. That's how you create that sort of thing. But I don't I don't personally use any form of protection. I protect my house against humans, funnily enough. <laughs> uh, people with ill will and negativity, but I do not uh, believe in ghosts. And I certainly, absolutely do not believe that if there was such a thing as demons, they would want to hide in a doll so that somebody could do a live where people could get hysterical and say that they're looking at the doll's eyes moving. I'm sure that if you are a demon, 
you have much better things to do than that. But, you know, hey-ho. Okay, let's have a little look. Paula, I'm told I should be doing this, but I'm frightened. You're frightened you're a fraudster. Yeah, I think um, I think that's, that's the journey. You, you know, you have to just keep pushing yourself and checking you're not an ego, like I was saying, you know, trying to work through it. And, um, you know, practice, practice, practice so that you know you're in the right space. Practice, 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 and then practice some more. And when you think you've done it, practice some more. Uh, that's what I did. Okay. Ashley, once I had kids, I felt like my anxiety went up and my connection to spirit was lost. Did you experience this? How can I balance both? So this is what I mean by the internal work. So I believe that the strongest and clearest connection to spirit comes from you being at the highest and best frequency that you can be at. Now, that frequency will move. You'll have good days and bad days. It's never a constant. Nobody's in a constant, but it needs to be generally higher up. People who are fearful, like anxiety, negative, upset and angry are lower down. Now, of course, you'll have days within those. So what you need to do, Ashley, is work on your healing you need to work on yourself, your self-healing. You need to make a committed and dedicated effort to shift that anxiety, to shift that fear. You know, having children for a lot of people, for me included, is, is trauma. There was trauma I had to deal with from having my children and the experiences that I had whilst both pregnant and delivering my children and following my children being born. You know, it's a very vulnerable stage for, for people to be at. And if you don't have the support you need, it can cause massive problems for you. And I, I had that and I've had to deal with that. Um, so you need to start with your healing. Healing and being in a high vibration is the absolute foundation for all spirit work. And that's why, you know, that thing I was talking about at the beginning with integration is so damaging because you've got people that haven't done the work on themselves that aren't connecting to spirit fully because they're too low vibration, but yet they're speaking as if they are. So um, do the healing work, really commit to that, you know, dedicated effort. On my six week online healing course, I say, to, you know, this, you need to do it every day. And it actually says for week two, you can't do week two until you've done week one, seven days on the trot. And that pulls so many people off. They can't get past week one because they cannot commit to their healing as a daily practice. If you can't commit to yourself in a daily practice for 20 minutes a day, you cannot commit to the spirit world. So that's the kind of bit that would be the sticking ground. Um, and yet, you know what? In times when I've been upset, stressed, angry, I have lost my connection to spirit. Um, it doesn't happen so often now, but certainly at the beginning when I first started working with them, it was very fragile, I felt. You know, I'd know that they were there, but to actually be able to communicate with them was difficult. So invite them in, Ashley. Know that you are important and know that you are loved and bring that love in and that importance in to help shift you and that will help to move you forward. I hope, hope that makes sense. Anna Maria, can anyone learn to do tarot cards? Yes, anyone and oracle cards. I prefer oracle cards, although um, someone gave me an amazing tarot reading recently. Um, 
but you know, yeah, anyone can learn to do that. Anyone can connect to spirit. Anyone can connect to their spirit guides. I would say that it starts with daily practice. And as those of you that have done any form of card reading uh, teaching by me, you will know that I say, do not open the book that comes with them. Um, get the own message, your own message from spirit that's personalized to that card, rather than learning it sort of X plus Y equals Z. This card has this meaning. Uh, open up to just what what does this mean then spirit world and just whatever pops into your head just go with that and uh, the more you do that the more you'll open up to that energy the more that connection will grow and I tell you Anna it's life-changing it's absolutely life-changing okay Elaine have you ever tried to do a reading for someone and no one came through yep and that's par for the course um Sometimes, like I just said to Ashley, actually, sometimes my own energies got in the way. Um, I had this period, some of you will remember it, where Facebook had decided that I was fraudulent and kept closing down my account and doing all of this stuff. And that really stressed me. And one afternoon I had someone coming for a reading and I'd spent the whole day like trying to get hold of Facebook, trying to get my account back, trying to sort this stuff out. And I should have just cancelled the appointment because I wasn't in the right space to deal with it. And I didn't. And they came and I couldn't get a reading for them. I couldn't do a reading for them. I had to refund them. Um, and I did them a second reading and it was fine. I did them a second one for free. Um, but yeah, that does happen. We can't guarantee who will come through. And that's, you know, you have to reconcile that within yourself when you're doing spirit links. Um, that, you know, we are not conjurers. We cannot guarantee who will come through. And, you know, it's always really interesting when you do a reading for somebody and, you know, they're saying yes to everything, but they're saying it as a no. That's always an interesting uh, energy to sit in because what you're saying is correct, but ultimately they don't want to hear from that person. And it's always interesting because you wouldn't do that in real life. If your grandmother came in and you really want to hear from your dad, you wouldn't be rude to your grandmother and say, F off, Nan, I want to hear from dad. But somehow when it's the spirit world, people seem to think it's acceptable. So I have had readings that I've had to refund, yes, where nobody's come through. I'm comfortable with that because sometimes the sitter's not ready either. Sometimes, you know, the person thinks they're ready and they come to you for a reading and they're not ready at all. And the spirit world know that it would do them damage if, if they were to have a spirit link. So they won't come through. Sometimes it's because of me. And uh, sometimes I've got someone through, but it's not been who they wanted and they've had a little sulk. So there's uh, so many different things at play, Elaine. But I think, you know, people need to be honest about that. And it's always really interesting to me uh, when you're when you see other some other mediums, you know, there does sometimes have to be that bit where you're, especially when you're demonstrating, you have to really force, you have to really force people. Who knows? I know this person is here for someone. I know they're here for somebody and really force it. And I, funnily enough, I was talking about this today because my Facebook Live I did last night, I had two spirit links that weren't taken on it, but I know that they were there for somebody who was watching it. And, you know, I'm trying to get uh, my readings faster because I'm doing a qualification and they need to be uh, seven to eight minutes long. But on Facebook Live, sometimes it takes so long to place them that you're ending up holding on to that link for 20 minutes, which isn't good for people watching it. Nobody wants to watch somebody get a 20 minute reading. That's boring. Um, and it's also not good for my speed. But then when I was trying to hit it 
to the time, I then didn't force it being placed till we find out where it was, which then, of course, ultimately makes me look bad on social media. So it's all, there's so many different things at play when you do spirit links in the public eye, Elaine, but I hope that makes sense. Okay. Do you have to use different crystals when meditating? If so, how do you choose? Uh, Facebook user, <laughs> I have a podcast on crystals, um, so you can listen to that. But I will tell you this, I do not prescribe, Kelsey to the human way of labelling crystals. I believe that crystals have personalities and their own energy, and they will tell you when it's right to use them. I can remember when I got Morpheus, uh, my crystal ball, who you can just see there. Um, and when my friend Abby passed Morpheus to me, it was like being handed a baby. I could feel his energy. I could feel his presence, his knowing. He told me his name was Morpheus. Um, he obviously likes the Matrix. And um, it was really, really magical. And, you know, I can feel his joy. He's a bit of a tart you are. Um, he likes to be held and admired when I do groups here. Everyone passes him round and he glows because he's so happy because he loves it. So trust your instincts. When I used to sell crystals, because I used to have a crystal selling business until spirit made me give it up. Um, I used to go into the warehouse and I'd go, who want to come home with me today? And literally some of them would go, me, 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 me. And some of them would go, no, not me. I'm not coming back with you. I'm not supposed to be with you. And you'd be able to choose them like that. Um, so I think choose what resonates with you. Choose what feels good to you on a daily basis and go from there. Okay. Uh, I'm nervous already when I'm ready, Cherie. Oh, Cherie, you will be nervous, but um, it doesn't mean that it's wrong. And it's an amazing, it's an amazing but uh, complex and difficult thing. Okay, let's have a look. I hear things, but they sound muffled. I was told that someone is sending me messages and I would have to work them out. But because of a bad experience, a bad entity, I'm scared to open up. Also, I'm scared to go to sleep. I don't see faces, but I don't know any of these. Um, as I've said, I don't believe in bad entities. I believe in bad energy. So, um, and you know, the trouble is if you believe that there's bad entities, it can really feel like there's a presence around you. And I've experienced that myself. So I know you have my absolute sympathy. I honestly, hand on heart, believe that um, the spirit world is only love. It's only light and love. Um, as you're going to sleep, seeing faces, it could be your guides, it could be people from past lives, it could be your ancestors. But I honestly don't feel, dear Facebook user, I don't know what's happened here. I think this might be people commenting in VIPs. I don't know. Um, dear Facebook user, I don't feel like it's bad. Um, and I used to hear people calling names. I, my mum took me to the doctor when I was a kid because I kept hearing someone call my name everywhere we went. And I now think that was the spirit world. Um, but at the time, we were all like, what? <laughs> She's nuts. <laughs> Actually, in honesty, that's remained. But, you know, it makes sense to me now. And that's what counts. But yeah, um, don't be scared. But don't push yourself either. Um, and you know, the spirit world, if you invite them in and then say, actually, I don't like this, I'm not comfortable, they will step straight back and they won't judge you and they won't be angry with you and they won't push themselves upon you. So just try and get comfortable with it as much as you can. And yeah, 
learn to move into a place where you're comfortable that you know it's good stuff okay oh I love all these questions right when we pass over to the spirit world we reconnect with our loved ones yes but what about past lives and future lives do we get same connected with the same loved ones oh there isn't right (laughs) there is no past there is no future in the spirit world there is only now and you hear people talk a lot about higher self and the higher self is actually the aspect of your soul that is currently in the spirit world in my take on it anyway so it's really really nuts but you're living all of your lives at once you're with all of your loved ones in the spirit world at once you're having multiple experiences in multiple dimensions at once because there is nothing but now. And I'd love to be able to go further with that. And I'm really trying to educate myself on it, but I'm not sure I'm clever enough. I've been watching um, Matthias on on Gaia. I've subscribed to the Gaia subscription on Amazon and I'm trying to watch his thing, but I have to watch it in like 15 minute chunks because I literally feel like my brain is melting. So I think my physical shell that I find this consciousness uh, stuck in cannot actually cope with all of that. Um, But I do believe we do stay connected to all of our loved ones. And yet we're living lives at the same time. Okay. Okay, Michelle. When whilst finding your spiritual path, did you lose friends? Yes. Were they really friends? No. End of that. Um, I think that uh, more, I didn't lose friends over the fact that I was spiritual. I lost friends over me finding my boundaries and my self-worth. And there became a point where, um, and I think, Michelle, it might have been you, somebody on Instagram liked a post that I shared of somebody else's the other day that was, it's amazing how many people stop texting you when you don't text first. And it was very much like that. Um, And then people that I thought wouldn't get it at all and would want to send me off in a straitjacket really got it. And I had some amazing conversations with people. Um, So I got much more comfortable with saying no. I got much more comfortable with that doesn't work for me or thank you for the invite, but I don't really want to do that. I got much more comfortable with those kind of boundaries. And as a result, I have lost contact with some people who I thought would be my friends for life. It's not bad. They've just kind of fallen away. Um, On the flip side of that, I've got great relationships with marvellous spiritual people who I mean, some of our conversations would just could never be shared because they're so nuts. So, um, yeah, you lose friends, but you also create space to be able to get people that are much more on your frequency. Uh, Yes, you can watch this on replay, Facebook user. (laughs) It's so funny. Okay. Uh, Let's have a look. Paul has done circle for three years and you still worry. Um, just keep pushing through, just keep pushing through um, and keep trying, Paula, and you will get there. Okay. Let me have a look. Facebook user. Is it normal to hear your guide giving you comfort and support to give information to? 
Right, I'm not quite sure whether this is... Right, yes, it's normal to hear your guide giving you comfort and support. Guides are fantastic. They come in on the energy of unconditional love. It's very, very comforting. Yes, they give you information too, if that's what you mean. Um, I think when it comes to information for other people, um, they don't. Now, they do if that person asks for it, but... But, you know, you know, it's ego when you decide to start offering it when somebody hasn't asked for it. I remember seeing this really hilarious. I'll see if I can find it. I'll put it on my page later. This stupid dog personalities thing. And it was Kathy and it was uh, likes to hand out unwarranted uh, spiritual advice by starting every sentence with spirit guided me to. And that is definitely, that made me laugh. I cried with laughter when I saw that because that's so true. And um, there are a lot of people that like, to say, well, spirit are telling me this to tell you. But actually, if that person hasn't said, can you ask your guides? I know that you work with the spirit world. Then the spirit world are not giving you anything. And it's not your place to start handing out unwarranted advice. So I'm not sure where that question was going, Facebook user, but I hope that that answers it. I've tried to answer it both ways. I think it can be. Okay. Is it normal to hear your guide? And giving you, inf oh, you've written it again, giving you information you didn't even know about giving loved ones. So when you're working psychically, which is something that's available to everybody, you can feel things, but it doesn't mean that they've come from the spirit world. Um, so the spirit world are always that, you know, the one law I think is free will and choice and they will never override that law. So if somebody hasn't asked, you're overriding their free will and choice by telling them. So if you're, you have to be really careful if you're working psychically, that's nothing to do with the spirit world. That's you picking up information from somebody. That's you feeling somebody's energy and you can get information quite well that way. Um, but it doesn't mean that it's your place to give it. I hope that makes sense. Okay, oh my goodness, I'm th like 35 minutes behind on questions. So let's have a little look. Um, hi, Hannah, thank you for my reading. Do you ever get messages from the spirit world just before a loved one passes away? I do everything every time at three days before. Um, I think that's, again, you working psychically. Um, you're just feeling that energy coming in. Um, when my grandmother, whose birthday it would have been today, uh, when she moved into the spirit world, um, I had asked an angel to watch over her, which I could physically see in the room um, while she was there. And uh, on the day that she passed, they came over and told me that she transitioned to the other side. Um, but they did say with that, her body might continue her soul had gone, but her body might continue, um, which is something I didn't know, um, which is that, you know, because of medical advancements and stuff like that, sometimes our physical selves will keep going once the soul has left and, and not forever, just for a little while. And uh, so uh, I didn't know how long she was going to before her body gave up. But it was that day, luckily, because it would have been really awkward to talk to my family. Um, and it wouldn't have been right for me to have shared that. That was for me. So, um, yeah, it's part of your gifts, I'd say, Sandra. I mean, is it normal? Yeah. But is any of this normal? Okay. 
Have you ever found feathers when you ask for a sign of spirited angels? Yes, loads. I've just done a podcast on signs, Alison. Please do listen. Please do listen. Um, let's have a little look. I didn't mean please do listen there, Alison. That's because I was reading. I mean, please do listen. <laughs> um, yeah, please do have a listen. I've just done one called signs. Okay, that's fantastic. Uh, I don't know who's written it, but someone said you should show everyone your impression of a haunted doll, Hannah. That was just for supporters, and that was very private. <laughs> and I had eaten a lot of licorice, if I can recall correctly. Um, so, <laughs> but yeah, I really have to say, in complete honesty, that just grinds my gear stick. I just, that really bugs the hell out of me. Oh, oh, it's a haunted doll. It's because dolls look a bit spooky. They do look a bit spooky. It doesn't mean that they are, honestly. And yes, Aaron, entity release practitioner, so a ghostbuster. I so wish that I had um, a jumpsuit. But I will say this. I do often sing the Ghostbusters song and say, I'm afraid of no ghosts. Whenever anybody messages me saying that something's haunting them, I always sing it afterwards. Uh, Gail, can spirit heal us? Yes. Um, I believe that the energy of the spirit world is love. Um, and I believe that love is the power of love. It is a power. It is a strength. It can heal you. It can help your connection to to the spirit world. It can shift you. It can change you. Um, it completely and utterly transformed my life. Um, okay. Michelle, do I get the pleasure to work with spirit animals? If so, do you have a favorite? I do get the pleasure of working with spirit animals. They're awesome. Uh, one of my guides is a fox. And he, instead of having white uh, tootsies and a white tip of the tail, it's um, dark gray, like slate gray. And I have felt him and smelt him and he comes and gets on my lap. Um, and I, funnily enough, I saw somebody the other day, like taking the Mickey out of mediums, saying that they were communicating with animals. How can they communicate with animals? What did they hear? Woof, woof, woof. But if you actually think about spirit as an energy, your loved ones in spirit, they uh, don't have a voice box anymore because they're not in a physical body. And it's the same thing. So my fox comes and gets on my lap and I actually find that fox easier to talk to because I know the fox really well. Um, I can smell it. I've seen it. I've stroked it. I've been in meditations with him and he just communicates in thought to me. So I highly recommend it to anybody. Okay. Okay. Can spirits talk to you when you're sleeping? Uh, yes, I think that um, spirits often come close when, well, they're always around, but we feel that they're closer when we're sleeping because our conscious brain is out of the way. So it's often, I find that bit between waking and sleeping um, where it all gets a bit nuts. And the other night I was lying in bed and I wake up and I felt like it was the middle of the night and I could see physically see a spirit walking around my room it was like as if they were made of water so I could see through them but I could see the outline of a person and um the the shift around them and they were walking around my room and then I mean this is the hilarious thing I don't believe in bad stuff but I got the heebie-jeebies and I went oh I don't like it when you come at night please don't come at night because I don't I've watched too many horror movies I accept my own limitations and I looked at the clock expecting it to be like three o'clock in the morning and I'd been asleep for 40 minutes and I was like oh for goodness sake so um yeah I think you know once your conscious brain gets out the way you're much more open to it okay 
what's your one piece of advice for new beginners? Don't expect too much of yourself. Actually, I've got two. Of course, it's me. I've got too much to say. Don't expect too much of yourself. But also, um, don't don't push through too quickly. Because I really miss those days at the beginning when it was just magical, when I had no expectation. And so it was just fantastic and fun. And now I've got standards and expectations for myself and I want to see progression with my mediumship and I want to know that I'm growing and I always look at what I should have done better. And it is the thief of joy. Um, So take your time, understand, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day, but hold on to that bit where you have no expectations because it's beautiful. Okay. What is my view on Wi-Fi, 5G, high power lines impacting our energy and resulting in illness? Uh, I think I think there may be something in that. I haven't looked into it, Madeline. I'd love to say um, that that Wi-Fi, 5G, high power lines are impacting our energy. I think the biggest thing that's in, impacting our energy at the moment is fear and disempowerment. Uh, people don't want to take responsibility for themselves, so they project stuff onto other people, which causes arguments and conflict. Um, and no one's sitting in the in light and love. Um, so I do believe that Reiki and spiritual healing obviously can aid all of that. And I wholeheartedly recommend everybody goes for a regular Reiki treatment monthly. Absolutely everybody. I think everybody should be doing it. Um, and that's not self-healing. That's allowing yourself to be held by another healer and have a completely a complete space of freedom and surrender. For your journey but you know people again people don't prioritize it I've got a friend who's a masseuse and it's the same she'll work on somebody's back until the pain goes and then they won't maintain anymore and then after a few months they'll come back and go well it's come back and she's like well yeah you uh you left and you didn't come back um okay right I'm going to go for a couple more minutes, but I'm aware that this is way longer than it should be for my podcast, which is, I think the longest one's been 40 minutes. So I'm going to go through as many as I can, quick fire round. Ashley Marie, do you favour one of your guides over the others? I promise I won't tell them. No, I don't see them as separates and individuals anymore. I just connect to source. I've gone past guides. Um, But when I was first learning, uh, my favourite guide for a long time was Marani because she was just so loving and so nurturing. She made me feel fantastic. Um, Kathy, do I believe in crystal children's spirits? Are all spirits the same? Um, I don't. I don't know what the term crystal children means. Um, I believe that all spirits are individual and part of the collective simultaneously. We're individual, but we're also connected. Um, Are crystal children like rainbow children? Is that what that means? Um, I do believe that some children are here to be part of the wave of change, to help us look at things in a different way, to open us up. We're so institutionalized now and the spirit world are trying to give us the tools that we need to move past that, but we're not all up for it. Okay. Uh, I've never had my palm read by a gypsy. Um, no, but I would be open to it. Uh, how do you know the difference between guides speaking to you and the voices in your head? Um, you don't. And that's why I said at the beginning that you need to uh, practice because it's only when you're working with other people and you get that piece of information and you share it and it's right that you know that it wasn't uh, just you. It was also the spirit world. Okay. 
when you dream of someone who's in spirit is that them visiting you I believe so yes I had an amazing dream with my grandfather once that we were at my uh, at their house and we were at a party and everybody in the family was having this great time and I could see him in the garden looking through the window but nobody else could see him and no one else believed me that believed that he was there um and that is yeah very poignant for me because I think they all think I'm a bit weird okay uh, Lynn, I've described how you see spirit in your bedroom. That's good. What's my goal? Oh, I like this one. What's my goals for next year with my mediumship? Well, funnily, that's so funny that you would ask that because my tarot reading was about goals. Um, I believe that uh, we all, we're all on a journey. We're never fully there. I would li like to, oh, my voice is going, <clears throat> I've talked for too long. I would really like to um, be able to deepen my evidence and get more evidence uh, more evidential mediumship. But um, I'm also very aware that this is how I felt this time last year. I know that something's changing. Um, I can't quite get a read on what it is. Um, but if I've learned anything from my connection with the spirit world, it's to trust. I know that my work um, is very much about being the spokesperson for the spirit world. I uh, had an amazing spiritual assessment once where the teacher, the, the medium, told me that one of my guides was presenting as a knight, a knight's templar. And that was because I have to fly the flag for the spirit world. And I do feel that that is part of where I'm being drawn at the moment is speaking, speaking the truth, speaking my thoughts about evil dolls and crappy mediums, but actually saying it because I think there's nobody being brave enough to say it. Um, so there's that. Um, I also really want to get a bit of community going locally for me with uh, spirit. So not necessarily doing readings, but I've got a real dream at the moment of doing a uh, like healing meditation group. Um, I'm going to call it spirit social and people can come and have a slice of cake and a cup of tea and experience the energy of the spirit world. And, you know, I keep hearing it in my head connection not development it's about nurturing that connection to the spirit world not necessarily becoming a great medium but just having that presence of the spirit world in your life having that love in your life um ah oh, the beautiful colors in the corner of my room are my my light that my husband bought me uh for my birthday so i'm glad you like it um okay Oh, it's Annette asking about the goals. Okay, that's fantastic. Okay, great. Well, I've answered all the questions. So um, thank you very much for listening. Now, as it says on the scrolling bar on the screen, if you can see this, you can find Mediumship Matters on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, and YouTube. So um, I hope that you will listen to the others. Um, and, you know, it would be great. It would be great if I could get to number 20 in the UK. <laughs> So uh, please, you know, do uh, recommend it to your friends and get it out there. And I will see you um, for the normal podcast next week. Take care, everybody. Lots of love. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to health care, it pays to be extra. 
And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast today. I hope you enjoyed it. As always, I'm here just to ask you to click that follow button, to share the podcast on your social media and leave a review. These things help me so much with reaching more people, getting better guests, getting more information out there. So anything you can do to help would be gratefully received. And I will catch up with you again soon. Thanks for listening.